The message is so ingrained in women's minds that often instead of thinking, let me bring another woman to the table, they think another woman at the table means a threat to my seat. Hey, rich woman, and welcome to the Jolly Good Day Show with me, Emily King. We call ourselves rich women over here because we are all about living the rich woman life inside and out. We take the taboo out of talking money and we say yes to our desires. And each week, I'll be bringing you a dose of money mindset and relatable life stories so you can go into the world and live your best freaking life. Let's do this, rich woman. Hello, welcome back to the Jolly Good Day Show. So great to have you here. Before we dive in, I just want to mention, if you do enjoy this podcast, I would love a review. I would love for you to subscribe, some way to support it and share this out with a friend because that really helps the podcast, right? That really helps us reach more people. So thank you in advance. I super, super appreciate the support. So this episode is getting released on International Women's Day. Whoop, whoop, go women. (laughs) But I'm really, really fired up about International Women's Day this year. So let's start with a story. I was visiting my 93-year-old grandmother, a couple weeks ago, and in her apartment, there is this beautiful picture of her in her stewardess outfit alongside one of her best friends standing on the stairs of a plane going into a plane. She worked for the Trans-Canada Airlines back in the day, now uh, known as Air Canada. So my grandmother used to be a stewardess for the airlines, and So that sparked her memory of like their training and what they had to do and all that kind of stuff. And she shared with me that back then you had to be a nurse to be a stewardess on a flight, which I was like all for. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Like that way, if there's any health scares, like you have someone on staff who can help. That's perfect. So my grandmother was a nurse. She went on to then work for the airlines and she traveled the world. She traveled to Mexico and she traveled to where I live. That's where she met my grandfather, was on one of her days off in the city that I live in. But she went on to share something that infuriated me. So she said, yeah, back then, you know, in order to essentially qualify to even get looked at for the job, you had to be under five foot seven and a half. So she kind of jokingly laughed and was like, oh, I went into the interview like with my knees bent so that I would get accepted because my grandmother's a bit of a taller woman. You had to be under 130 pounds. They did two months of training. And in during that time, they actually flew down a model from New York City to help train the women how to, quote unquote, walk down the galley. And here's the kicker is that If you were to get married, you no longer had a job. So the day you got married, you were fired. So I'm sure you're probably there listening to this story going, oh my God, like that would never fly in today's world, thank God. But it wasn't that long ago that this was happening. Like I'm talking to my grandmother who lived this and experienced this, who is still alive today to share the story. So I share that story to start just to be like, all right, ladies, this is where we're starting from. (laughs) This is how far we've come in like 50, 60, 70 years is where if you weren't under a certain weight, if you weren't under a certain height, and if you were married, you couldn't get that job. So that kind of 
sets the stage, so to speak, and brings me to something that's been coming up a lot lately for, I know myself, for other people I've been talking to, for other entrepreneurs out there, which is comparison. And I want to give us some compassion today towards the comparison that we've been having, because here's the thing, is since the beginning of time when humans existed, women were put at the bottom of the totem pole, so to speak. Like men were and still are in certain countries and cultures and that kind of stuff, the best, right? They're the breadwinners. They're the ones that get to make the decisions. It's only in recent years that us women here in Canada and the US and other countries around the world have the opportunity to vote, to make decisions, to go out there and get jobs, to have families and work at the same time, to have these options. And so I bring this up because I want to give us some compassion around this comparison that we feel because that energy was an energy of survival that we had to have generations ago because we were fighting for the scarce seat at the table, so to speak. We were fighting for that spot, that coveted spot that only one woman could get because all other seats were taken by men at the table. And I want to read a quote to you that I thought was so brilliant, or an excerpt rather, from Jamie Kern Lima, the founder of It Cosmetics and then turned billionaire because of it, who I'm reading her book now called Believe It. And she shared this. She said, when women compete with each other, there's a deeper issue at play. Here's what I mean. Men grow up competing, but typically they don't have a scarcity mindset when it comes to what's possible for them to achieve. As women, on the other hand, we often grow up thinking and seeing that there's one seat at the table, that only one woman can win the coveted spot. We see boardrooms in movies and in real life with only one woman at the table, only one female VP or one token woman on the leadership committee. The message is so ingrained in women's minds that often instead of thinking, let me bring another woman to the table, they think another woman at the table means a threat to my seat. So this form of basically self-imposed gender suppression continues to persist as women continue to believe that there are only limited possibilities and see each other as direct competition. Boom. Right? Amen, Jamie. So today's episode may not have gone where you thought it would go in terms of talking about compassion to our comparison. And I want to leave you with some helpful advice from one woman to another about what to do when you feel that comparison come in, when, when you feel that threat come in and you know it's not you, it's not your true energy, it's not your truth. You're normally a loving, kind, generous person who's a cheerleader for other people. So you are in those moments of like, I don't understand this. This isn't me. I don't normally feel jealous. I normally don't feel this envious or this like comparison. Like, what is this? Well, woman, I'm going to help you. I'm going to talk you through this. It might actually come as a surprise to you is when you feel that ping of jealousy, envy, oh, like comparison, check in with yourself and say like, I actually really want that for myself right? Like it's okay to accept that they have something that you want. 
And not to use it as a tool to then put yourself down, but use it as something to fuel you. Use it as something to go, okay, thank you for showing me what I want. Thank you for inspiring me. And I get to have that too. She gets to have it and I get to have it too, right? There's room for all of us at the table. And know that it's going to take time for us to all come together, so to speak. Like we just shared, it's it's not that long ago that women were fighting for the one seat, if even that seat existed, at the table. So of course we're going to have this natural inclination to fight, right? So when you're triggered... Just know that it isn't you. It's just that energy of protection that past generations have passed along to you, but now you are creating that change. So here's what you're going to do as well. In those moments, when you feel that energy that you don't love, lovingly say to that part of you, there's space for all of us. It's safe for us all to thrive. I forgive this feeling. I lean into the loving answer. I lean into the loving answer. I lean into the love within me. I am enough. They are enough. And we are all in this together. Okay? So see how it just kind of like calms down that part of you that goes into like that fight mode, that comparison mode, that energy that's like that dark, heavy energy that you're like, what the heck? This isn't even me. I'm not normally like this. Yeah, that's because it's not you. Okay? So... I'm going to leave it at that. And to wrap up, I want to say this, is that if there's somebody out there that you have been judging, that you have been comparing yourself to, take a moment to look deeper at it and just ask yourself, who does this belong to? Who does this energy belong to? Because I bet that that energy of jealousy, comparison, envy, what have you, actually doesn't belong to you and belongs to the past energy that was passed along to you. I know that kind of goes deep in woo, but there there we are. (laughs) So whose who's energy does this belong to? If it's not yours, pass it up, offer it up, send it off, thank it and love it and clear a way to make room for the love and connection that us women need this day and age and we're going to need forever. All right, so forgive yourself, love yourself, love on the other women and go take action today to show support, to do something, to lift other women up and show them that we're here for each other. Okay, I'm here for you. If you ever need anything, reach out to me. Let me know if this podcast landed with you today. Let me know if you're taking away anything from this podcast today. And once again, I would love a little review. I check them and I love reading them. I thank you so much for being here with me. You can follow me at emilyking.ca on Instagram and go check out my website for more resources. Thanks for being here and we'll see you again soon.